You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash podcast, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Giants and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle Giants beat writer Susan Slesser, and today our guest is Scott Casimir, who is in the Giants camp on a non-roster invite. I know, I've known Scott for quite a while, of course I covered the A's when he made his first big career comeback with the A's. Um, so Scott, thanks for joining us today. And what's it like to be back in a big league camp after what it's been, I think three years since you were in Atlanta's camp, right? Yeah, it's been like three years. Uh, a lot has changed. That's for sure. Um, you know, coming with, uh, uh, back during a pandemic is, is, is also added a lot more changes, but, uh, you know, the more they change though, it's, it's still kind of more, they say the same. It's, uh, you know, it's great to be back in the clubhouse with, uh, you know, a lot of guys and, uh, you know, just enjoying being out there on the field and competing, you know, it's, it's something that's, uh, you know, I've, I've wanted to do this, this whole time that I've been off and, uh, you know, just enjoying every minute of it. Well, we'll, we'll get to kind of, um, how you're doing this spring and how your stuff is in, in a few minutes, but first let's talk about why you decided to step away from the game. Cause I remember even being a little surprised when you left the, the Braves because it seemed like potentially a good situation from there. And I remember your spring was actually going pretty well. What was behind um, you deciding to step away for a while? And um, then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your decision to come back. But but what was going on? Well, at the time, uh, I, I was still trying to, uh, physically-wise, I guess, pitching-wise, uh, get myself back to uh, the form to be able to get, that, get out there and compete at a, at a high level. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, you know, I was having some family issues, uh, health issues with my parents. And uh, at the time, it just seemed right with uh, kind of the diagnosis we got during that, that period that, uh, you know, to be home, be with the family and support them and, uh, you know, start a family. You know, we had a, a, a young one that, uh, uh, Bodie, that was, I think, one year at the time and uh, or was actually just born and, uh you know, it was it was something where you know I felt like it felt like it was right at the time to to be with family and uh, you know to kind of step away from the game and and uh, clear my head a little bit. You know, it was a lot of a uh, couple tough years uh, before that. You know, trying to get through made minor injuries and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I think it was it was kind of good to kind of be able to reset and and be with family and uh, you know kind of clear my head a little bit. Yeah, you went back to the Houston area, and I know you you told me that your both your parents are dealing with cancer. How they're mm-hmm. they're definitely in the right place because I know Houston has one of the great cancer centers in the world. How are they doing now? Uh, actually, uh, we we received our mom ended up uh, having uh, diagnosed with stage three multiple myeloma, and uh, she is. I mean, you can't call it remission, but uh, she's doing great right now. Uh, you know, still taking her low dose 
chemotherapy, but uh, every month. But uh, you know, she's feeling great, moving around, always with the kids now, and uh, you know, she's doing great. Uh, my dad uh, was diagnosed uh, this past year, right before the pandemic started, uh, with a stage four bladder cancer, and uh, tried quite a few treatments, uh, and and we didn't really see any progress. And uh, right before I came into camp, uh, we they, they started the the last treatment uh you know to try to fight the uh the, the cancer that has spread in multiple multiple areas and there was cancer in his liver at that time that, that was starting to spread and uh i think it was probably the second day that i that i got here we received great news regarding the treatments uh the cancer in his liver they didn't see any at the time uh and um the bladder was um the the, the size of it was uh, was reduced so uh it, it shows a lot of progress, so uh, you know that was great news for us. So uh, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh, that's I'm so happy for you and your family. That's that's great. You guys have been through a lot, and especially dealing with all that during a pandemic. People can't go in and go in for doctor's visits. They can't see people in the hospital when they're there. So um, you know that's that was the toughest part. That was really the toughest part because it was actually great. Kind of halfway through it, my mom and dad they're at the same hospital so they were able to do their treatment together so they were able to go in together but at the beginning with my dad going through the first two treatments it was just him by himself it was right when the pandemic started so the you know to, for him not to have that support you know at the hospital and throughout the entire process was was very tough it was, it was tough on the family it was tough on him and uh you know he, he was strong throughout everything so um you know we're we're just staying positive through throughout everything that's going on that's great. Well, like I said, he's definitely in the right place. That's, I'm so glad to hear that. Now let's talk a little bit about your decision to come back to the game. Did you think at some point you were probably really done or did you have it in the back of your mind? I, I think in the back of my mind, uh, after, after Atlanta, I felt like I was almost there. I really did. And, uh, you know, things didn't work out over there. And I, I knew in the back of my mind that I wasn't done. I knew that I, I you know, as far as just maybe letting my body uh, kind of recover a little bit and, uh, you know, getting on a, a little bit different plan to, uh, you know, just to feel comfortable and, and have a little bit ease on my body, uh, pitching and everything like that and, and improving my delivery. Uh, I, I knew that I had a chance to come back. You know, I just I felt positive about uh, what I was doing when I started throwing again and, uh, you know, just – to stay positive throughout everything. Now, I love this story about how you started throwing again. Um, I know <laughs> you guys, you and your wife, went to L.A. for the birth of your second child because you had Bodie in L.A., and I know you really had really liked the hospital and the, the medical staff there. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about how this all kind of happened with, at, when you're in SoCal. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we ended up staying there for three months uh, waiting for, um, you know, our... our uh, youngest son to uh to be delivered and uh ended up uh you know we're kind of just sitting around i was trying to find something to do and uh you know right by the water and i was uh, i was like you know what let me get some surfing lessons and i did in hawaii probably like a month before that and i loved it so uh you know i, I just started doing that every day and i started getting in shape probably like the first month and a half i was doing it it it, 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 was, it was it was tough for me to be honest try to to try to get my body up and, 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 and surf and, and, and swim throughout that whole thing when, 
you know, I wasn't in the best of shape and, and it, 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 it gets you in shape super quick. I mean, I was, I remember the first week and a half, I was so sore just from, you know, pretty much the, the, the board handling me the entire time in the water at the beginning. And then, um, you know, when I started getting the hang of it, just, uh, you know, it was felt like an entire body workout. So, uh, you know, that was, that, that was something that, uh, I felt like I got my shoulders super strong. And by that time it was July and, had a buddy of mine, Kendall Graveman, that uh, he was uh, rehabbing at the time, and it was an all-star break, and uh, he and his wife came to visit, and uh, he needed to throw at the time, and so, you know, we went to a park and started playing catch, and I remember the first five or ten throws, I was just like, man, it's just, it feels so good, it's it's coming out nice and easy, and, uh, you know, he left, and uh, I kept throwing, you know, after the all-star break, I, I kept throwing, and... Uh, you know, it, it, it just, I felt like, uh, I was in a good path and, uh, I wanted to keep, keep going and body felt good throughout the entire process. Actually at the time too, I was doing uh, Pilates. So that was helping as well. So, uh, yeah. And then after, after the birth of Utah, we went back to Houston and, uh, I got on the mountain and started, uh, and started working, you yeah. know, started throwing bullpens twice a week and, uh, you know, just went from there. Yeah, and you and you wind up going back to indie ball again, which you you did before your your first comeback, of course, which was so successful. Uh, how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about the league. It was uh, at the time it was it was you know it was right the last year right when the pandemic was going on, so there was a lot of questions in the air about what season was was going to happen, what not, and um, this uh, pop up league uh, kind of came came about within you know, a month after, um, after spring training. And it was, um, you know, a couple, uh, former big league guys, you know, Roger Clemens and, and, and a couple other guys, uh, set up the league to where it'd be almost like a pop-up league to where affiliates would be able to come in as well as, uh, uh players that were going to be in the independent league that year. So it, it was great competition. And, uh, I ended up, uh, joining one of the one of the teams probably halfway into the season had three or four starts and uh you know i, I feel like i got a ton out of it because uh, it was great competition i feel like probably 70 percent of the teams were uh you know a, a players that were affiliated with a with a big league team so uh yeah i mean i, I had fun it was a great experience it was it's a great kind of kick start to get get going again you know the fans were actually in the stands at the time it was a limited capacity but uh yeah, it was it was great to get my feet wet again. Oh, that that must have been, felt so great after after so much time off. Um, and right. you, you've gone back to your old mechanics, what the the way we kind of remembered you when you were in Tampa and making all star teams every year, um, as opposed to kind of like the more elaborate delivery you had when you came back with the A's. What what prompted that change to go back to your your old mechanics? Well, my, my first comeback. I kind of created a, a, a delivery that was it, it, it was a way to to get my body weight back over the rubber to be able to load and drive to the plate and and it was a delivery that you know I I said before it almost feels like you know it's like Hideo Nomo trying to you know really swing my leg super high and swing it behind the rubber just so I can get my body weight back and then drive through you know it, it's um, you know, it was effective, but uh, I, I felt like over the course of the season, it was very tough to 
to keep my lower half, my hips in particular, you know, fresh to be able to, to consistently do that. And, um, you know, it, it was something I didn't want to necessarily change at the time because, you know, it, the change of delivery like that, it, it, it takes time to, to be able to be comfortable and, and have your timing with everything. So uh, with this time off, um, before I signed up the Giants, I had that time to, to really kind of just simplify everything and go back to just being athletic and kind of that field that I had when I was in high school and, and, uh, and with Saifal, I mean, uh, uh, with the Rays as well. So it's, uh, it's something I feel like is a lot easier on my body. I'm, my timing's a lot, uh, more consistent because of it. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a good place right now. Yeah, it's a little. It looks a little more repeatable, and it just a. It's a little simpler, which I know is that pitching coaches always kind of preach if you can do that, um, because of the repeatability and the consistency, which which looks to be very much the case. How, what's the impact on your stuff? Uh, does it change kind of the nature of some of your pitches? Everybody talks now about pitch shapes. That's that's kind of like the hot term has that changed your pitch shapes or or even your you know in in general your your stuff well with my timing improving and being more consistent i feel like my pitches have gotten better i, I feel like it's it's just more consistent it's, it's all about especially secondary pitches to be able to really get out in front uh you know to be able to spin the ball or you know throw a change up uh pull down on a change up so i i i think that's uh a big contribution to, to my stuff is, is to be able to, to be able to do that. And with this delivery, it makes it a lot more easy, a lot easier. We'll be back with more with Giants pitcher, Scott Casimir in just a moment. But first a reminder, you can find all of the Giants coverage from the San Francisco Chronicle at sfchronicle.com. And to subscribe, go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. What do you like about your stuff right now? Tell us about kind of um, how things are looking, you know, maybe even pitch by pitch and, and um, how things are coming along this spring. Because, I mean, that's that's a question for everybody, every pitcher, mm-hmm. every spring. Yep. But in, in your case, after a little bit of time off, I'm, I'm especially interested. Uh, well, my changeup is, 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 the pri- is the major focus right now. I feel like it's, uh, it's not where it needs to be. It's not where I want it to be. Um, effective enough but it's it, it's not that pitch that I'm able to really pull down through and 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 almost feel like I'm like running out of arm like I'm like I'm really just kind of powering through that change up it almost feels like I'm pronating a little bit early to where it's you know it's popping up and everything's kind of staying up in the zone and um, you know it, it's it has just enough speed differential and, and, um, the interception to, uh, you know, get some, get some foul balls this spring, but, uh, you know, just the, the action isn't, isn't quite the way I want it to be right now. And, and that's, that's the main focus, but, uh, I think that's, uh, really coming together with the last couple of bullpens that I've been doing 
and uh, that's just like I said, that's just a matter of just being on time, and some of it could be a product of which which it looks like to me is just being out of the stretch. I think that getting more reps out of the stretch, my timing is going to get a little bit better because I've noticed my timing with my change up on my stretch is it's a little bit a little bit later to where my change up tends to be a little bit more up in the zone. So that's that's our focus right now. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's getting better. Yesterday's bullpen was was great moving forward. That's fantastic. Uh, you're, I mean, from what I've seen in, in games that you've been in, your location looks terrific. You're throwing tons of strikes. What does that tell you? Is that, uh, I mean, obviously that's what you want to see, but does it tell you anything in, in particular? I, I think in spring training, I think that's, for me, that's, that's my main focus is is attacking the zone and and just fill up the strike zone i think that your timing is going to be there if you're able to do that and you're 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 able to make adjustments too like i was saying before with uh with the dodgers with you know with the lineup that they have you can get a lot of feedback from that and you really can't if you're not in the zone you know if if you throw two non-competitive pitches you know, first two pitches of that bat and, you know, then throw a pitch that you, you, you feel like is a quality pitch and it gets hit, you really don't get that too much feedback because you haven't really, you know, he hasn't really seen anything else. Maybe he was gearing just on that pitch. You haven't, you know, it, it, it's tough to really, to really, uh, you know, gauge that. But uh, being able to throw strikes, it's it, it's really helped me progress. And uh, it's just telling you my timing is, is, is really close. Now, how are you preparing? You, you obviously are getting stretched out. Are you getting stretched out to start? Are you getting stretched out for maybe long relief? Have they given you any, any indication? Obviously, you're a non-roster guy, and, you, and you've mentioned that you're okay with starting off at Sacramento if, if need be. But um, are you specifically gearing up for a particular role? Uh, with, I, I, I feel like the, the best direction and what we've talked about and what we've said before is, is just to be able to have that – that bulk be able to stretch out to where I can go, uh, you know, a lot of pitches in outing and, and, and do whatever I need to do. It's, 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 I don't think I'm really uh, set on a certain role right now. It's, it's just a matter of me being prepared for whatever situation comes about. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, the, the Giants like the A's are, are getting a reputation as really a good spot for veteran pitchers who are looking to kind of come back or restart their careers. How, how much did that play into your decision to, to come to them? They're, they're obviously a team that looks at a lot of data. They've got a very sort of cutting edge, um, young coaching staff that really wants to, I think, examine all angles when it comes to finding out what works for pitchers. How appealing is that? And uh, how are you finding it, finding it now that you're actually here with all the information they have and all the data? Uh, well, for me personally, uh, with the Giants, it, it was just the familiarity with with uh, the entire staff, front office, coaching staff, everyone from Farhan to you know Bailey Kapler, Bannister. I was you know I was with him when my my second year, first year of pro ball when with the Mets. So yeah, as, a, uh, as a teammate, so that's weird. Exactly. So uh, it's it's it, it. I knew it was going to be a very comfortable situation and. Uh, you know, with all the data that's that's out there, and for the, for them to be able to apply that to and and just give that information to the pitcher to be able to bounce certain ideas or certain movements that we're curious about, and just get real time feedback and 
in bullpens has been huge and uh you know that's something i, I, I was i was joking about before where I, I just wish i had that whenever i was i was coming up to be able to just really pinpoint certain things i can make some minor adjustments in my delivery my stretch to where i could see how it plays just pitch by pitch to where i'm like okay well the numbers don't lie. This is this is going to be more effective. We're we're, we're going to go with this, and you know you just have a lot more um, confidence going into it when you just when you see the numbers. Yeah, we can. It's funny because we can watch your bullpens a little bit, but we can't see anything from uh, at Scottsdale Stadium really, if, especially if you're kind of behind uh, the, a screen that's out there. But I noticed when I went out to watch you throw, I think maybe your first bullpen either. Even there were a lot mm-hmm. of pauses between pitches, so I'm guessing there was a lot of kind of feedback being given to you, like you said, pitch by pitch, which is incredible. For sure, and and, and you could go so many different ways. On, on you know how you want to approach it at, at the beginning we were working on grips and then we went to uh mechanics and then just certain stride lengths i mean it, it, it it's it's awesome to be able to to have that in, in a bullpen to where you get quality reps you know instead of you know just trying to feel things out and and, and kind of just going from there you're really able to you know just kind of uh get that reassurance yeah, you're optimizing everything, which is, I, I think, one of the reasons they're getting kind of the reputation they they are. Um, how how are you finding the team in general? And, you know, you, you get to work now with um, one of the great catchers of all time in Buster Posey. What's that been like, and, and what are your impressions of the team overall? Uh, with Buster, working with Buster, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to just have that timing and, you know, just – him being the veteran that he is, him being Buster Posey, it's 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 so nice to just you, you feel so comfortable going out there when he calls a pitch. Uh, if you shake him off, just the entire tempo of everything is 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 it just makes you so comfortable out there to where it's almost like he just you know he takes every worry or every every other thing that you have to you know kind of concentrate on all the craziness and and it's he really kind of simplifies things and and you just feel comfortable out there and, and i think that's that, that that's what you need in a, in a in a solid catcher and uh you know he definitely brings that just in the short period two times that that i've, that I've thrown to him it's uh you know it's it's a it's a privilege to be able to have him back there yeah it seems you know uh, the giants didn't have him last year because he he decided to sit out the season uh, he seems like he's somebody that will make a big difference this year. Um, and the team in general, you know, the lineup, you've certainly seen the guys that they put behind you and all of that. Um, it, it seems like a team that's on the rise. Does it remind you at all of any, any previous teams you played for? Or, or what are your thoughts just kind of in general about the team and the personnel? It's obviously an incredibly tough division. Um, but they've made some very smart off-season moves, too. Very smart off-season moves, and, and from what I've seen so far in spring training, a lot of all of the guys just take quality of bats, and you know that's that's something I feel like wins ball games. You know, there's a lot of a lot of guys out there, a lot of teams out there that uh, you know rely on the long ball and, and don't necessarily worry about uh, striking out or getting on base and everything. And I feel like we kind of take a different approach. We were athletic group to where you know we we're able to utilize that and and find a way any way to get on base but also at the same time have so much power and uh you know we've we've showcased that this spring for sure 
uh, there are a zillion left-handed pitchers in camp, a zillion left-handed relievers, it seems like. You guys are, tend to be a little bit uh, of a different breed, I think, lefties. Is, <laughs> is that kind of fun, having that many lefties around? Or do you kind of go like, wait, uh, how do I fit into this situation when they've got a million lefties? It actually is great, I guess, I guess clubhouse-wise, you know, uh, uh, the quirkiness, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it for a left-hander, um, you know, it's, it's it's definitely, the vibe is definitely there in the clubhouse with all the left-handers we have, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's awesome, The you know, the more the merrier that, I think it's, you know, it, it's a smart move to be able to do that, I've, I feel like most of the really power bats, the, you know, the, uh, MVP caliber players, a lot of them are left-handers, yeah. and uh, you know why not uh, take that approach and uh, be able to use left-handers in, in all these different roles, and instead of you know going specifically lefty-lefty matchup for that one occasion, you have a, a lot of different other left-handers to pitch in different opportunities. Yeah, I was talking to Dave Rigetti yesterday, the, of course, the Giants' great left-handed reliever, about all the lefties, and, you know, he loves he loves it, like like you. He said, like, hey, this uh, the best hitters have always been left-handed, going all the way back to Babe Ruth, Ted Williams. You know, this has always been something. So we kind of laughed, like, he was like, they're stockpiling all the left-handers, so, you know, nobody else is going to be able to get any. But the thing I really liked was he told me kind of in passing that the left-hander in camp that reminds Dave Rigetti most of himself is you. Scott Casmer, and he said that's always been the case. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Pick the guy that was a, like, perennial all-star, Dave. But uh, have you ever heard that comparison at all before? I have not. I have not, but I'm flattered. I'm definitely flattered. <laughs> You'll take it. That's yeah, funny. exactly. Um, you, you've had, you obviously had the one comeback before with the A's. Does that help you kind of know what to expect? Is that, uh, is that nice to have in your pocket? It is, it is, because, you know, you've been through it already. It, it's almost like you have the, the blueprints on on what certain situations you're probably going to come into and, and, you know, maybe the anxiety that leads leads up to certain things just because it's been such a, a big layoff before, you know, you actually get out there and compete. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you feel a little bit more – I feel a little bit more comfortable coming into it this go-around just because of I've already been able to do it, you know, in the past. Yeah, well, I, I enjoyed covering your first comeback with the A's so much. It was so fun, uh, and I'm really looking forward to covering this one. I think everybody should be keeping a very close eye on Scott Kazmir. Uh The Giants, I think, as everyone knows, don't have a ton of starting pitching depth, so I think we are going to see you sooner than later. Scott Kazmir, thanks so much for joining us on Giants Splash. You got it. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Giants pitcher Scott Kazmir for joining us on Giants Splash today. Our producers were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back again next week with more Giants Splash. Thanks for listening.